Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I look back to the beginnings of contemporary Christian music, and that's a real good description of where I'm going to go on this episode. Unlike some of the more recent shows where I featured some of the songs from the 80s as well as the 70s, on this show, I'm going to see where some of your favorite artists got their start before you heard them on the radio. Rare recordings from the groups when they first started out. You'll be hearing the early efforts from Russ Taft, Bob and Jane Farrell, Scott Rowley, Mark Hurd, Greg Vols, and John Michael and Terry Talbot. But to start us off, a good friend of the show, Phil Kagey, and his power trio from the early 70s called Glass Harp. The earliest version of Glass Harp was formed in 1968 with 18-year-old guitar prodigy Phil Kagey, John Safaro on drums, and Steve Markelin on bass. Following Markelin's departure a few years later, the band recruited bass player Daniel Pecchio, Now these three lads from Youngstown, Ohio quickly found a following in the thriving music scene of the area alongside contemporaries such as the James Gang, Glass Harp, especially popular at the legendary JB's in Kent, Ohio, playing to packed houses during the volatile days surrounding the anti-war demonstrations at Kent State University. In fact, on May the 4th of 1970, the day of the shootings, the band was supposed to play at the college. But when they showed up, they were told to go home by the National Guard. Now one thing we must understand is that Glass Harp was not a Christian band. In the traditional sense, Phil Kagey was a Christian and long after the band broke up, John and Daniel would soon find faith in Christ. But there was no Christian music scene when the band started. By 1970, they had a record contract with Decca Records. On all of the three albums they released, Phil's songs had reflections of his faith included within the lyrics. All the albums were recorded in Jimi Hendrix's Electric Lady Studios, and the band would go on to have opening spots for the biggest bands of the day, such as Alice Cooper, Chicago, Yes, Traffic, and Grand Funk Railroad, amongst many others. Now my featured song is the instrumental track you're hearing right now, which will segue into the song, I'm Going Home. And that track would then segue into Do Lord, which was featured on episode 24 of Full Circle. These three tracks, a stunning 10-minute suite, which became known to the fans and the band alike as the trilogy. From the 1972 album, It Makes Me Glad, Bill Kagey and Glass Harp.
a classic recording of Phil Kagey's early band called Glass Harp, with the songs David and Goliath along with them going home on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now, as I've mentioned before on the show, I started out in 1972 on the radio with a Jesus music show called Jesus Solid Rock. An interesting thing to note is that this instrumental track you just heard was the theme song to another early Jesus music radio show called The David and Goliath Show with George Flores. And it was that show based in the New Jersey, New York area that my writer Russell Baum first heard much of the music you're hearing on Full Circle. And so that one always brings back fond memories for him. Say, do you have a song or an album that does the same for you? Well, if you do, why don't you let me know? You can reach me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now I'm going to go from one power trio to another one. This one probably a little more obscure in the Jesus music world, but also one of the first as well. The band was called The Excursions, comprised of Leon Wilson on bass, Bill Johnson on drums, and Mike Johnson on guitar and vocals. And Mike was the only one who would go on to make a name for himself in the Jesus music world. The band formed in 1968, had a jazz, psychedelic rock sound with a blues influence in the vein of Jimi Hendrix and Cream. Now, one of the highlights in their three years together was in 1969, when the band played a Billy Graham crusade in New York City where the headline shouted, Billy Graham uses rock and roll to reach kids. They also went down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida for Easter week and were the first band to have access to the beach band stand at night after 7 p.m. where they played for thousands of young people and shared their testimony of faith in Jesus. They only released one independent self-titled album. And today this rare release is highly sought after by collectors of Jesus music. For a custom album, this one has some top-notch production. No muffled sounds here. The guitars shine forth loud and mean with 60 psychedelic effects. The album starts off with a slow blues rocker that sounds like one of those lengthy Derek and the Dominoes tracks and features wild stereo separation I'm sure made many a hippie smile back then. And the rest of the album really cooks with an intensity that is, well, nowhere near the fine work Mike Johnson created on his seven solo projects in the 70s, but it closes with a smooth, soft jazz number called Would You Believe? Now, my featured track sounds like it would fit in nicely on the Woodstock soundtrack. There really isn't a whole lot of Christian music like this out there, but if this is your scene, then I hope you can dig it, as they used to say back in the day. From their 1970 album, The Excursions, and it's been set down. And coming up, do you remember the name of Bob and Jane Farrell's first band? Stay tuned, and we'll see if you do. If you're looking at the world Everybody's flag unfurled Guns pointed at everybody's head Wait until the moment we're all dead If you really want to know what's true Then I'll do a record so right to you Yeah. 
on Full Circle, back to where it all began. We continue with our look at where some of the more established Jesus music artists got their first start, leading us to Bob and Jane Farrell, who found success in the mid-70s, the late 80s, as a husband and wife duo known as Farrell and Farrell. But before all of that, they were in a group called Millennium, Now, Bob tells the story of how he and the group came to be in the liner notes on the 2005 re-release of their one and only album. Jane and I became born again in the spring of 1971, he wrote, in Houston, Texas. Within a week of becoming a Christian, I wrote my first song about my new Lord and my new life. Within a couple of months, we began to perform, quite innocently, in coffee houses and backyard Bible studies When we had to assume a name, we chose One Man Band. That group was my acoustic guitar with three vocalists, and it eventually evolved into a foursome with drums, keyboards, bass, and guitar. 
name changed as well, becoming Millennium. In 1973, we made our first official recording, simply titled Millennium. On the album tracks, we were assisted greatly by two musicians and friends from Atlanta, Randy Bug on bass and Sonny Lauderstud, lead guitar, who were members of Dove, the first Christian group to record on Mer Records. And these two would eventually become part of the Pat Terry group later in the decade. The Millennium album was never distributed other than through our performances, so most people have never had a chance to own it or even hear it. It's been a collector's item for years, with only 1,500 that were ever pressed. So I decided to re-release Millennium on CD and give the people an opportunity to hear some pre-Pharaoh and Pharaoh. Now bear in mind that the album was recorded in a matter of hours, not weeks. But to this day, I believe it contains a liveness, a rawness that's hard to duplicate or capture. Bob Farrell. Well, if you think that this is the same pop and CCM that they went on to deliver in the 70s and 80s, then you're wrong, because this one rocks 70s style. Like my featured track clearly displays with a lot of organ, piano, and guest guitarist, Sonny Lauderstead, one of the loudest performances he ever put on record. So, without any further ado, here's Millennium and Freedom.
and Jane Farrow's first group, Millennium. If you'd like to hear more of this one or pick up a CD for yourself, you can go to their website at farrowandfarrow.com. Now stay tuned, and I'll play a tune first made memorable by none other than Eric Clapton. Hi everyone, this is Phil Keggy, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. And thanks for giving this episode of Full Circle a listen as we feature some of the very early recordings of Jesus music. Now, remember, we really didn't have much to choose from in those early days, and every recording was a treasured collection that we'd listen to over and over. Well, one thing that's an advantage of today's new technology is that you can do the same. When you check out my archives of past shows at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And you can listen and re-listen to my past Full Circle episodes. And tell a friend, too. Speaking of friends, I'd like for you to be my friend on Facebook. Just go to Full Circle Jesus Music on Facebook and request to be a friend. I toned things down a bit with some very early and very rare Mark Hurd. Specifically, his first recorded project with his first group called Infinity Plus Three, a reference to the Holy Trinity. They released an album in 1970 on the independent Spirit Records label. Now, this one is extremely hard to find, but certainly well worth the digging. Interestingly, Mark's songs resembled this period's James Taylor, musically and lyrically foreshadowing the future of one of CCM's best singer-songwriters, and this alone makes it worth the hunt. There's also a couple of nice covers, including the traditional All My Trials, and my featured song, a cover of the Eric Clapton classic, Presence of the Lord. Looking back 40 years from the album Setting Yesterday, this is Mark Hurd and Infinity Plus Three. And I really don't have 
As our last artist, Mark Hurd was heavily influenced by country music. My next artist had grown up on this style of music as well, as folk, rock, and blues. And I'm speaking of John Michael Talbot and his brother Terry. Most of you know John is the soft-spoken Franciscan monk, whose music is known for its liturgical aspects. And older brother Terry is more noted for his melding of folk and light pop stylings within the CZM world. But did you know that their first effort into Jesus music was much different than the musical styles they would later adopt? Just to let you know a little bit about the boys, here's some of the background you might find interesting. John and Terry Talbot, born into a Methodist family with a musical background in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Both John and his brother started to play guitar at an early age. At age 15, John dropped out of school and was performing as a guitarist for Mason Prophet, a country folk rock band formed by Terry. While in the band, they both embarked on a spiritual journey that led them through Native American religion and Buddhism to Christianity. At this point, they left the band and started singing songs about their newfound faith. They had been on the Warner Brothers record label with the secular band Mason Prophet, and the label decided to release their first album as a duo based on their past efforts. The self-titled album was later re-released by Sparrow Records and retitled as Reborn. The Jesus movement always had an influx of country rock and folk bands, but none had the experience or professionalism at that point in Jesus people history as the Talbot Brothers album. This effort was less electric and kicking than other bands of the same genre, like the Outlaws, but had more of a rootsy feel, like the Eagles, thanks to an acoustic emphasis and the use of banjo and dobro, steel guitar, and harmonica. This is evident in my featured track, a hand-clapping salvation song that 
makes you feel like you're in a radical church in the Ozarks somewhere. Looking back to 1974, the Talbot Brothers and Coming Home to Jesus. And next, one of the Talbot Brothers' backup singers who went on to make his mark in Jesus music. I was Singing of hymns in the distance I tracked it down And lo and behold There was an old-fashioned Canvas in the Bible I said praise me I'm ready to go Coming home to Jesus Open up I'm here to testify Say the word to us. I want to live at the right eye Jesus on Full Circle, back to where it all began. Stay tuned. Full Circle. This is Scott Rowley from Albrecht, Rowley & Moore, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, looking back to where it all began. Glad you stayed around. This is Jerry Bryant, and if you're enjoying Full Circle... Tell as many others as you can. Encourage them to join the Full Circle Jesus Music Group on Facebook, where I give all the latest updates on the show. And if you missed a past show, you can download it on the iTunes Store. Type in Full Circle Jesus Music, and you'll find it there. Enjoy! My next artist, Scott Rowley, was part of the backup band for the Talbot Brothers we just heard from, along with Mike Albrick and Alan Moore, who are also the trio known as Albrick, Rowley, and Moore. Before that, they formed a group called Aslan. At Spring Harbor University near Jackson, Mississippi in 1972, 
as a music group traveling the Midwest promoting the Christian College. The Aslan Band derived its name from the lion character in the C.S. Lewis novels, The Chronicles of Narnia. According to the author, Aslan is not an allegorical portrayal of Christ, but rather a different, hypothetical incarnation of Jesus himself. In all, there are only 2,000 copies of this recording pressed and released, 1,000 were sold through the original pressing, and Spirit Records cut another 1,000 pieces in a re-release several years later, which can now be purchased on CD at Scott Rowley's website at www.scottrowley.com. That's scottrowley.com. Looking back to the spring of 1973, Aslan and the Crosby, Stills and Nash influenced On My Way. I'm on my way. from Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Aslan, and On My Way on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. In case you've just tuned in, on this Full Circle Jesus music episode, I've done some digging to find some vintage custom recordings of your favorite artists before you heard them on the radio. (laughs) One thing apparent with some of these unpolished early Jesus music efforts is that the artist wasn't too worried about the length of the recording. He wasn't trying to get everything within a three and a half minute window for radio airplay. Why, you might ask? Well, 
The first reason is that there really wasn't that much radio airplay available back then. My Jesus Solid Rock radio show that started in the early 70s, along with a couple of other programs, were pioneers of this genre on the few stations that would carry our shows. Most of the stations were avant-garde secular rock stations. Christian radio stations at the time were just not yet open to making the move to Christian folk, pop, and rock. With the artist not too concerned about the length of the recording, a lot of early Jesus music was able to explore raw, eclectic, artistic, experimental music, and an art was crafted that paved the way for today's contemporary Christian music. This next recording is not that dynamic of a recording, but you still may be able to recognize the vocalist who went on to gain recognition as the voice behind numerous award-winning songs and albums. See if you know who this is. Pilgrims, weary strangers in this land Searching for a place on which to stand In this veil of broken tears We'll pass away And Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God is slain He was sent to free the spirits in the dark domain Rising up with Him just to greet the day. He lives. He lives. Oh, He reaches down and He touches me to ease my sorrow.
an early custom release in 1974 called Yahweh from the sounds of joy and he lives. And did you recognize the voice of the lead singer? Well, it was none other than Russ Taff, the accomplished solo artist and former lead singer for the Imperials, who helped propel that group into the CCM world from the Southern Gospel sound. Russ grew up listening to the traditional sounds of the great quartets of the day that his mother had around the house, including the Blackwood Brothers, the Gospel Echoes, and the Statesmen. They were like the Beatles, or Elvis to him, and when he moved to Arkansas in his teens, he began to listen to popular music for the first time in his life, and he found inspiration there too. Contemporary Christian music was gaining prominence, and the traditional lines between secular and sacred were starting to blur. So, Russ formed a local band called Sounds of Joy and began writing songs that combined the spiritual truths of his childhood with the music of his generation. Two years after his band served as an opening act with the legendary Imperials, he was invited to join them as lead vocalist. With the Imperials, Russ toured extensively and gained recognition as the voice behind numerous award-winning songs and albums. I now fall even further back into Obscureville with a group called the Alpha Band a trio of musicians formed in July of 1976 from the remnants of Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder Review. Band members were T-Bone Burnett, who shared with Dylan about Christianity during the review, Stephen Souls, and David Mansfield. Each of these three would have some impact on the contemporary Christian music world in the 80s, David working with Pat Terry, Bob Bennett, and Mark Hurd, along with T-Bone, Stephen went on to have two of his own CCM albums in the 80s, while also working with the 77s and Vector. T-Bone Burnett probably the most noted of the three since the breakup of the group, with production credits too numerous to name. But some of his involvement with the CCM world included working with his former wife Leslie Phillips, Mark Hurd, and all three of the members have worked with Tony O.K., The Alpha Band signed with Clive Davis and Arista Records for a reported $6 million after being together for only a few weeks and were touted by Davis as one of the most important acts to come along in years. The Alpha Band's sound, which drew from a grab bag of American root styles including rock, folk, and country and bluegrass, as was the Tex-Mex sounds of Burnett's teenage years in Fort Worth. Their three albums for the label were remarkably obscure, even upon release, almost straight to the cutout bins. Despite the high expectations and critical acclaim poured on the band, they failed to convert their talents into record sales. So, despite being fine albums, these remain cult classics. In hindsight, perhaps the Alpha Band, just too good or just ahead of their time. Now, my featured track comes from their last album called The Statue Makers of Hollywood, whose inner record sleeve had the synopsis concerning the themes of most of the songs on the album. It read, Where there is division, confusion, and perversion, may there be unity, clarity, and purity. The song TikTok, a summary of the book of Genesis with a backing track that, well, sounds like it came from Hawaii or some sub-Latino influence. Looking back to 1978, the Alpha Band and TikTok. 
and more early works are coming up with the lead singer for the best-known Christian rock band of all time. Seven, seven years. I got a brand new lick. It's a little sleight of hand. Something like a magic trick. You said to the servant, I know not what you speak. But the servant was a liar. He said, you can take the heat The time went tick, tock, tick Oh yeah The time went tick, tock, tick Oh yeah The time went tick, tock, tick Tock, tick, tock, tick Tock, tick Maker and his son name. 
speak to us all Forgot had mercy on us That we took that awful fall And he blessed those who bless him And to curses him he cursed And by him people bless themselves All across the earth As time goes tick Tick-tock, the Alpha Band, on Full Circle. This is Jerry Bryant, and Full Circle is a radio show made possible by folks like you. Now, I want you to be part of this unique program with your requests and comments and prayers. And it's also a real blessing when you pass on the word about the show to someone else. And I need your support. Full Circle is entirely underwritten by my listeners. Whatever comes my way <laughs> will help. Now, at one time I asked folks to sponsor a particular episode, but when you do give this week, I'll just record and air as many episodes as I can with your gifts. So you're keeping the heart of Full Circle pumping, <laughs> so to speak, as you give. Just go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's FullCircleJesusMusic.com. Read my blogs, check out the video, use the PayPal button. It's really easy. And thanks so much. I'm going to conclude my look at the early works of Christian artists before they were on the radio with the group that former Petra lead vocalist Greg X. Vols was in, a band called the E-Band. They were one of the very first hard rock Christian bands. Although a few unofficial concert recordings exist, the band never recorded an album and their only recorded material was featured on the 1973 rock musical, Because I Am. The E in the group's name comes from the word Emmanuel. According to Greg, he said it happened like this. There were five members, and it's the fifth letter in the alphabet, and Emmanuel means God with us. So we felt in our spirit, it's the name he selected for us. Greg showed great skills in singing from a very early age, being a self-taught musician. When he was 13 years old, he started his own band called the Wombats. As he grew up, he went on to share the stage with the likes of Janis Joplin, Chicago, and others, formed a band called Gideon's Bible in Indianapolis. In 1970, Greg became a born-again Christian. Gideon's Bible name was changed to the E-Band, a part of the Jesus movement of that era. After the E-Band broke up in 1975, Greg moved to Springfield, Missouri, where he worked with legendary guitarist Bill Kagey. With a song written by band member Dave Eden, the song Rejoice from the E-Band. Shining, showing you the way 
E-Band and Rejoice, a song we heard the group serve and do a cover of on episode 136. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.